Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. It's the 100th episode of Beyond the News, so to uh, celebrate that I have gone through YouTube and I have found a celebration sound effect that is copyright free. Check this out as a way to start the show, all happy and all that. Listen. enough that's fireworks not gunshots it's happiness not war war zone right then that's the only mention of the 100th episode let's get on with it coming up on the 100th episode scientists create the world's first synthetic embryos rishi sunak's trying to rewrite history or um, as others call it telling a bit of a fib we'll look into that the guardian's going on about anti-vax and uh, starting we're starting to have an effect those talking about the food crisis is the same thing dutch farmers are going to be getting an update on them uh, phones of top Pentagon officials were wiped to January the 6th messages. What was the involvement there, we wonder? Also, uh, Spain is limiting their use of energies. Uh, billionaires want to reduce the world's population. A little uh, trip back down memory lane. I remember covering this one back in my radio, Lewis Days. And we're going to be listening to congressmen in the United States. And uh, I think it's MPs in the Australian Senate talking about, um, well, basically what The Guardian would have you believe are all QAnon conspiracy theory types, uh, talking about the vaccine, well, just basic reality, really. So let's get on here today, talking about that. So I've been talking about the, the moment when the world is starting to go, hang on a second, the conspiracy theorists might be right. Well, as Gandhi said, um, they ignore you, ridicule you, attack you, then you win. So, or I've paraphrased, Gandhi probably put it better than that. But this is by Adam Gabbett, Monday the 1st of August. Anti-vax Twitter accounts pushing food crisis misinformation study finds. Yes, they're linking it all together now. And um, you'll find it, this podcast is a good example of it. It's basically they're saying anyone that doesn't believe the mainstream narrative is a... And then just insert it here. And then you that's your tentacle of the octopus so if the octopus is nut job conspiracy theorist then the tentacles that come down are anti-vax um, uh, food shortages that kind of stuff but anyone that questions the mainstream narrative and bearing in mind the mainstream narrative said lockdowns were a good idea they're not the vaccine would stop transmission it didn't um, you know but what they're trying to say, and this is why I've said it all along, and I believe that QAnon was a disinformation job, a, you know, a, um, a Pied Piper, if you like, controlled opposition. And what they're trying to say is, oh, you see those nut jobs there? And you know, they put out some true stuff, and then they put out some whack job stuff, and then they give all the attention to the whack job stuff. And they say that, oh, anyone that believes is a conspiracy, it's called building a straw man. Ah, oh, that person over there has made some really interesting comments about supply chains and food shortages based on evidence. Um, in fact, we've had world leaders around the world say that we're going to have some food shortages and problems and that kind of stuff. Go and ask people in the third world how lockdowns affected them, or the ones that survived them, because they're more starving than uh, ever before now, poor people. But that's what it is. Oh, anyone that questions the narrative, 
ah, that's the QAnon types. You see, they in order to control narratives, you have to have labels, categories. Ah, he's a so-and-so. So-and-sos believe that. And that's how you can control and divide and conquer. It works with political parties, right? Oh, you have those beliefs. You need to be with that party. All oh, those beliefs, you need to be with that party. And then when you're into that party, oh, well, we're going to stop. You know, a good example of that is the British Labour Party, you know, all founded by the unions and trade unions and all that kind of stuff. And then they fire members for turning up to the picket lines once they take you down to, the, oh, yes, we stand for that. We stand for that. And over time, no, no, we don't now. And, oh, you know, you'll find that these people often answer to the same cabal heads. But that's how you do it. Ah, oh, he's a non-conspiracy. He's, he, he's a non-believer in everything the mainstream says. Ah, no, he's not a free thinker. He's not someone that questions people who have a known history of being incorrect or outright lying. No, he's a QAnon type, the type that we have. We have created the label and pushed it on our mainstream. This... This is what conspiracy theorists looks like. This is our label for you. This is our name for you. You are this. This represents you. Just as you've got loads of other groups headed that, you know, claim to represent people, but don't actually do it. The amount of um, Jewish people that you see criticise Israel. Um, the amount of black people that you see criticise Black Lives Matter. Um, the amount of, uh, or, or to put it, uh, the analogy into myself, the amount of, you know, British people, uh, but we, they were not represented by Boris Johnson. Uh, of course, around the world, he's our representative, or at least was, so on and so forth. You know, this is our, if, you, and that, that that's how it's done. That's how you control the thoughts of people. Ah, oh, he's not a Guardian reader. He's a conspiracy theorist. Oh, right. Well, we don't acknowledge the conspiracy theorists that turned out to be correct and have factual information on their side and have been far more correct about issues in the mainstream news. No, 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 no. This is what we say a conspiracy represents. It's a QAnon type. Yep. Oh, there's some crazy stuff there. Um, yep. Oh, JFK's son's not really dead. He's going to come back like Jesus to save us all. Oh, that's what the conspiracy theorists believe, is it? Yes, keep reading The Guardian. There's no need to listen to people like that. People like that are obviously insane. What about the ones that just question? Oh, no, 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 no. There's no people, that, there's no sensible questioning. They're all QAnon types. If you don't believe, as George Bush said, if you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. It's a divide and conquer technique. If you don't believe mainstream news, you're QAnon. It's the same way of dividing and conquering and keeping people's minds. So uh, that's my take on the headline. <laughs> Let's get into the article. Twitter accounts that have promoted QAnon and anti-vaccine conspiracy theories are switching focus and increasingly spreading disinformation about the new food crisis caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, according to a new study. Well, hang on a second. Uh, a global food crisis caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well, there are world leaders. We've had Biden say that it's going to do that. All the Tory government said oh, all our woes uh, blame it on Ukraine so right there this is why the Guardian probably is losing I don't have the figures but mainstream news you see more and more people leaving it on the television and I think this is the same and those facts can be backed up this is probably the same thing going on here um, because there's Star Wars Episode 3 only a Sith deals in absolutes what about people like me here that 
think QAnon is a complete load of nonsense and can see that the Russia's invasion of Ukraine has put up prices everywhere and caused problems, but who thinks there's something else going more on behind it and not what QAnon says. And there's hope here because I know loads of conspiracy theory types. I know maybe one that still believes that QAnon stuff. I knew probably about 10% were kind of drawn into it. As a very subjective number, I've just rolled off my head there, just out of nowhere, really. I may as well have pulled it out of my rear end. But it's a it's a gut feeling of what I was saying before the January 6th stuff. And they kind of bought into the whole Trump's going to come back, all that kind of thing. And I was sitting here thinking, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I said it'll be interesting to see what happened. But yeah, so this is just going to be more and more of the middle ground going, well, hang on, The Guardian. There are plenty of people who were anti-vaccine conspiracy minded, but they weren't theories. They've turned out to have legitimate concerns. They never listened to QAnon. And how can it be disinformation about um, the global food crisis caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine when Russia's invasion of Ukraine has caused a global food and fuel problems? That's not... It's disinformation. Well, the fuel pumps are all right, are they? Oh, that's not global food crisis. Mate. What do you think tractors run on? You know, all these pushing up. We've read out numerous articles of farmers saying it's too expensive to continue on. They want to do other trades. That's neither a disinformation. It's, I believe it is a conspiracy because there's lots of attacks on the food chain all over the world. But it's not theoretical. It could be... The events themselves are not theoretical. The theory behind it is theoretical. Have I explained that correct? It's not a theory to say that all these problems are going on. It's a theory to say that it's deliberate. That's just the first thing. Yeah, you can just see how, you know, let's just have a good memory of Adam Gabbett. Remember his name. <laughs> because sometimes you can read the mainstream media like a Rosetta Stone like a Google Translate what are they trying to sell what do they want us to believe and then often you'll find that it's coming so the research by the Network Contagion Research Institute found that conspiracy theorists social media accounts started pushing the idea that Western countries are responsible for the interruption of wheat, barley and maize exports from Ukraine not really mate Western country it's people that run Western countries, but they run other countries as well. People like Klaus Schwab. He has, you know, what do you want us to say? He's on record saying he's penetrated their governments. What part of that was a theory? Are you telling me that it was some kind of dub that he never really said it? The Russian government has made the same claims in recent weeks, blaming Western sanctions for a slowdown in grain exports. Russia has blocked UK shipping ports, which has prevented the export of tens of millions of tonnes of grain. The UN has suggested 49 million people could be pushed into famine or famine-like conditions because of Russia's actions. Because of Russia's actions and the sanctions. I'm not a Putin fan. You know... Anything where innocent people die, I'm just not a big fan of, so I'm not a fan of this Russia invasion at all. 
but it is the sanctions doing it. Now, you could argue, well, what they're supposed to have done, sat back and done nothing. Well, you can have um, the bully over there getting on with it and you eating food as the bully goes and beats up someone. Or you can have the bully beating up someone. You can pull out a gun and shoot yourself in the foot and have a bleeding foot and a starving stomach while you watch the bully going. The sanctions aren't going to do anything other than harm your own people. But that's why we think that there's more to it than that. Because if pe normal people all over the world can see it, it's hurting us more than hurting Russia. Look at the ruble. If we can all see it, and the likes of the Guardian continue to go, nothing to see here, but we continue to see it, then they're just going to lose more and more people, aren't they? They're wondering they beg for money now. This is what when you click on a Guardian article, it's, you know, oh, could you please donate? No one wants to pay to have their intelligence insulted. So there's no. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh this bringing the, uh, the racist element. I was scrolling down. Oh, we've got to cover that. Right. Um, according to. NCRI, the accounts frequently link rising food insecurity to a group of shadowy and often Jewish elites for bringing about the New World Order. Uh, let's leave out the Jewish bit. And um, yeah, I'm with that, but nothing to do with the Jewish people. There's a Jewish management arm of the New World Order, just as there's a British one uh, all over the Western world. I think Russia's one. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think Putin's one. He, he said, uh, Klaus Schwab said he was one of his young global leaders and all that kind of stuff in one example ghost Ezra oh <laughs> right we're trying to convince you we're just going to rip off we're just going to rip off some anonymous names off the internet and say oh they said this you should be worried is this really what the Guardian goes in for now no wonder they're begging right in one example and of course in the same breath I should mention there's some wonderful articles from the Guardian that I read out from time to time um, in one example, Ghost Ezra, an anti-Semitic QAnon social media influencer who has declared COVID fake, wrote on Telegram, Never believe for one moment there's a shortage of anything. Food, water, oil, they create and manufacture these shortages. These aren't naturally occurring whatsoever. I, I can go for that. I, but here it is. It said, the they, the NCRI said, referred to Jewish people. Ha <laughs> ha. Roll out the racist card. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm, I'm not defending Ghost Ezra per se. I'm just saying he didn't mention Jews. But this is what the Guardian do. Oh, he said he said A, but we say he said B. And we want you to be offended at the fact that we think he said B. Ignore the fact he said A. Be offended at we say he said B. No wonder they're begging. There is a significant overlap between QAnon and other anti-vax and online conspiracy communities. All right, fair enough. Yep, I'll give that. But there's an overlap only in the sense that most of the people look at the QAnon stuff as like the stuff that they've reported in the past is, you know, that's some information I've heard before. But there's nothing really, there's no breaking news or anything. They just brought it to a wider audience, I would say. And then just the other half, it was complete madness, nonsense, you know, stuff you just look at it. I mean, you know, you're trying to convince people that there is a real world um, problem 
you know, go and talk about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Show the clips there. None of these are theoretical. We should all be concerned that he says he's penetrated cabinets all over the world. And you can go and see them on his website. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Lead intelligent analyst of the NCRI and a fellow researcher at Rutgers Miller Center for Community Protection and Resilience. The NCRI. So basically, that's what they try and do. Right then, we've got the the conspiracy theories have got some legitimate concerns. Right, let's create our own, make them completely bonkers, and the ones that we don't own, call them racist. Or yeah, I, I'm certain there's probably some ones where they've created as racists to go in there. I mean, the FBI has joined racist groups in the past. Uh, and undercover operations and done some things in their name. I'm not have no evidence that it's happening here. I'm just saying that history. It's important to learn history in the context of the present. So yeah, that's that's just a standard hit piece, really. Um, uh, but that's going back to what Gandhi said. First they ignore you, then they attack you, and they ridicule you. So the we're past the ignoring phase now, and that's an important phase to get through. They need to address it now. Because what was that thing? 15% of the United States think it's run by satanic paedophiles? I mean, that's proper down the rabbit hole. So there's probably got to be twice the amount of number that, that are probably in my position to say, I'm not going to go in for all the um, deep down the rabbit hole stuff, but the fact that Klaus Schwab has influence over us and he's written a book called Great Reset and all the world seems to be following that agenda and that agenda doesn't seem to be producing anything other than misery, starvation kind of thing. You know, so there are loads and loads of people in the middle ground like us, the listeners of this show, and we will now get dragged into that type. Oh, you don't believe the Guardian? Well, you're a QAnon type. They're a Sith, they deal in absolutes. And it's up to us to say, actually, I don't believe in either of you. I believe in the truth, I believe in thinking of myself, I believe in doing my own research. And for my research, there's a number of reasons that we need to be concerned about a global cabal. But Jewish ain't got nothing to do with it, any more than any other race or culture on the face of this planet. That's why it's a new world order. It's global. You know? There's no particular race or group to to blame or culture. These types, whoever they are, have infiltrated a majority, a lot of governments in the Western world. Which is why all the world seems to be facing the same problems. And the leaders, instead of going, oh, you know, free speech is a really good idea. Um, you know, lockdowns are a bad idea. And we're going to wait on the vaccines just to, you know, give it a proper science experiment, do a small number of people and see how that works out for long term side effects like we would for normal sort of trials and that kind of stuff. That's why it's being repeated all over the world. And here's a group of people that probably are aware of this. Oh, and by the way, I can't scroll down to the comment section in The Guardian. There isn't any. I bet you it wouldn't go well for them, that article, even on their website with their readers. I bet you it wouldn't go well for them. I should also point out that there probably are, you know, 
racists in all walks of life. So there are probably some racist conspiracy types. I've never met any, but it probably exists. Um, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to know them when they are. I think all forms of racism and all that divide and conquer stuff is um, a bad idea, and it allows us all to be shafted, bent over a barrel. Right then, so uh, let's move on to Bloomberg now. Let me just um, manage the cookies, reject all. So this is how you do it, not like Sri Lanka. Dutch farmers bring cows to Parliament to protest nitrogen cuts. This is how you do it. Peaceful, lawful, angry Dutch. This is 28th of June by Kagan Kok. That's... um, by far the most interesting name that I've ever read out from a reporter. Cagon Cog. <laughs> that's the um, no, that's the schoolboy in me. Right, that's serious. Angry Dutch farmers. Uh, I'll just spell the name, by the way, so you know I'm not being facetious. C-A-G-A-N space K-O-C. Kagan Cock. Right. Angry Dutch farmers brought their cows to Parliament, threatening to slaughter them in protest of the government's nitrogen reduction targets. Now, again, government, and who are they taking their orders from? And if people go, oh, they're not taking their orders from, you should do some more research because these targets are coming down from more global authorities like the WEF, for example. The country's goal to halve nitrogen output by 2030 will force some Dutch farmers out of business, according to a government plan published earlier this month. Hundreds of farmers gathered in The Hague on Tuesday, accompanied by two cows. Now, that's a conspiracy. If you've got a group of people that are trying to put another group of people out of business, and they're using powers and connections to do it, that's a conspiracy. Now, if you can prove that those people are going to benefit from it in some way, that's a criminal case. But what if the benefits aren't financial? What if it really is about making people poorer, hungrier, and more and more miserable? What if that is the conspiracy? So if the, and of course, controlled. If the nitrogen measures are adopted, one of these two ladies will not go home, but will receive a one-way ticket to the slaughterhouse. Dutch news agency ANP cited farmer coups Kromwijk as saying in front of Parliament. So, um, the Netherlands is the second largest exporter of agricultural products, with estimated exports of 104.7 billion euros. Cattle and fertilisers are key sources of nitrogen emissions. Right. So... Who are the way? There we go. The target designed to comply with European Union rules. You see? Orders from greater conglomerates of power. If you, the best democracies are ones where they're answerable to the public, the greatest degree of accountability, which is usually at the local level. So the Dutch farmers will get it. Phones of top Pentagon officials were wiped of January the 6th messages. This is MSN. The Pentagon erased a potential trove of material related to January 6th, 2021, attack on the Capitol from the phones of senior defence officials in the Trump administration, according to legal filings. Uh, 
Court records published on the website of the watchdog group American Oversight indicate that the Pentagon wiped the government-issued phones of senior Defence Department and Army officials who were in charge of mobilising the National Guard to respond to the Capitol attack, including... Uh, anyway, so my take on that is I don't know enough, but you could have multiple people that want to hide the evidence. Um, were it Was it false flag? Was it proof that they were running the QAnon types? And not exactly a false flag, but actually running the opposition. You know, g them up, getting them to go in there, kicking the hornet's nest and then throwing the hornet's nest in. Or um, was Trump going the other way? Was Trump involved in that? Did he have more plans to try and, you know, who knows? But, um, yeah, we will we will see. Scientists create world first synthetic embryos. Researchers use stem cells from mice to form embryo like structures with intestinal tract, beginnings of a brain and a beating heart. Ian Sample, science editor, Wednesday 3rd of August. Researchers created the world's first synthetic embryos in a groundbreaking feat that bypassed the need for sperm, eggs and fertilisation. Scientists at the Wiseman Institute in Israel found that stem cells from mice could be made to self-assemble into early embryo-like creatures with an intestinal tract, the beginnings of a brain and a beating heart. Known as synthetic embryos because they are created without fertilised eggs, the living structures are expected, in the near term, to drive deeper understanding of how organs and tissues form, developing, uh, form during the development of natural embryos. But researchers believe the work could also reduce animal experimentation and ultimately pave the way for new sources of cells and tissues for human transplantation. For example, skin cells from a leukaemia patient could potentially be transformed into bone marrow stem cells to treat their condition. Also, I suppose, uh, you know, this is the very beginnings of it, but we've covered on this show the article where the Google bloke was fired for saying AI is sentient and all that kind of stuff and we've covered the progression of AI. By the time this technology's ready it might be um, you might be able to have the AI put into a, a body that was created with no human you know basically a synthetic body for a sin AI synthetic intelligence. Um, if the way the two technologies keep going, you know, there you go. Skynet. <laughs> right then. Spain puts limits on air conditioning and heating to save energy. Reading this one out because I just got the strangest feeling that you're going to see more and more of that round, well, all the cabinets penetrated by Klaus Schwab's WEF. I think you're going to be paying more for less. And I think the whole idea of, you know, where you get the water ban. We've just had one in the south of England where I live today. Um, well, what happens if they decide to go on the water ban and take that further into more energy bans? And with the use of smart meters, it could potentially possibly I'm no technical expert be then controlled from a centralized system yeah your heating comes on at this time it goes off at this time well it's all to save the planet and it saves you money of course and uh, they look at their first energy bill and it's oh it is cheaper than the first uh, year and then after a few years oh this is more expensive well you but I'm using less well it's just prices have gone up well it's Russia isn't it so this I think is the beginning of more to come. Rules apply to public and large commercial buildings, but Madrid president says she will not comply. 
Oh, I like that bit. Spain has announced new energy saving measures, including limits on air conditioning and heating temperatures in public and large commercial buildings, as it becomes the latest European country to seek to reduce its energy consumption and its dependent on Russian oil and gas. Under a decree that comes into effect in seven days' time and applies to public buildings, shopping centres, cinemas, theatres, rail stations and airports, heating should not be set above 19 degrees Celsius and air conditioning should not be set below 27 degrees. Doors will be need to be closed so as not to waste enemy energies and lights in shop windows must be switched off after 10pm. So, um, yeah. Now that could all be controlled with smart meters, could it not? That sort of stuff. All those public government buildings, I bet they've all got them. The premises in question will be required to display signs or screens that explain the energy saving initiatives. Yeah. More for less, here's why it's a good thing. Although Spain is not as dependent on Russian energy supplies as many other EU countries, it has agreed to a 7-8% reduction in gas use. The measures which were published in Tuesday's edition... You see, it has agreed... Again, agreed. Is that another EU thing? This was why I was a lever. I'm just against centralised authorities. Nothing to do with the fact I don't hold the bloody foreigners' uh, mentality at all. I'm a fan of immigration. No. What I'm not a fan of is centralised government. Right then. So you see all the uh, people doing the old... Um, oh, I can't. It's only the, the line. Right. Let me restart and read from the start. The Wall Street Journal by Robert Frank. May the 26th of 2009. Billionaires try to shrink world's population, report says. So I... I'm not a subscriber, so I can't go on. But I do remember, I'm going straight from memory here, they do have these conclaves. Who is it? Oprah Winfrey was there. Um, other people. Bill Gates, we've played the clip where he says he wants to reduce the world's population. Yes, billionaires constantly are trying to reduce the world's population. And they're, they're, it's billionaires that run politicians and corporations and... It's the corporations that made the vax and the politicians pushing it, mandating it, where they got away with it. And they all want to reduce the world population. Here, take this, inject it into your veins. It's experimental. But you said you want to reduce the world's population. You, you want less people in the world. And Bill Gates specifically said, with the right use of vaccines, we can reduce the world's population. I've played the clip on this show. Here, inject it into your vein. <laughs> and so many people did. They don't know. You know, these people always go on the television and the television paints them as, you know, you know, they never come on. And Here's Bill Gates. He's a philanthropist and he really wants to save you with vaccines. It's not. Here's Bill Gates. On record, he says he wants to reduce the world's population with vaccines. And on record, he was friends with the world's most notorious child molester and sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein. Bill, welcome to the show. You know, they don't give him that intro, do they? You know, both the intros are true. He is a philanthropist and um, vaccine... So he's not even a doctor. Vaccine advocate, public figure, front man. And he is also those other things. Oh, and uh, Bill, before, before we get onto that, let's talk about your um, all your court cases from the 90s for monopolies and that kind of stuff. Oh, no, on, on to the vaccines, are we? All right, then, Mr Gates. 
Well, uh, I'm not going to argue the amount of money that you've given to various media organisations. Uh, I know which side my bread is buttered. Oh, wait. Why are our ratings continually dropping? Right then. So, here's some people standing up for the truth. It's Congressman Thomas Massey. And it is from 7-27-2022. Americans like to uh, put the other things around the other way to the British. See, I don't say wrong way. See, I have an international sort of thing. It's like driving on the right or left side of the road. It's the British way and the American way. We all live and let live and share our different cultures together. And um, sometimes that means trying new food and sometimes that means 727 uh, right, that's the 27th of July, right? Here we go. Young lady yields back. Oh, this is um, some kind of a really official place because this is Mr. Nadler, the chairman. So I, ima I think if he's a congressman and it's official, I'm going to take a stab in the dark to say this must be him talking in Congress. Ignition. What purpose does the gentleman from Kentucky seek recognition? I, I, speak, I seek to speak on the amendment. The gentleman's recognized. There are just a few things I want to correct in, in the story or examples that were just given. I think it's been dispelled that the vaccine prevents the spread of COVID. I mean, I don't know why we're still saying that. I mean, the CDC director has apologized for being wrong about that. Uh, the NIH directors said that he was wrong about that. Deborah Literally everybody, so, Deborah Burks. Come and yield. I will yield. Did Dr. Fauci admit that he was wrong about that as well yet? I, I believe they've all admitted that. No, well, no way. So uh, they got the vaccine and they got COVID. Yes, they've all enough. gotten COVID. The president himself is contagious right now, even though he's had four shots of the vaccine. And that is why he's staying away from people. So I, I just take a little bit of issue that we are in a, a congressional markup still perpetuating this falsehood that was propagated by the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies that stood to profit by this. They knew it wasn't even true. Their, their tests with 50,000 people in the trials were designed not to explicitly not show whether it did or didn't stop the spread of COVID. So I, I just offended that we're still perpetuating that myth when virtually everybody has admitted that it was a myth and, and the reason we need to acknowledge that is that is the myth that underlies the entire rationalization for kicking somebody out of the military for not taking the vaccine. Would the gentleman yield? I will yield to the gentleman from California. I can't wait for January 3rd, maybe the 4th, when one of our early HRs restores those men and women, those brave men and women who asked for and were denied their valid exemptions, and we restore them to full active duty, which, by the way, will unring the bell of any question of a general or other than honorable discharge, and I look forward to working with the gentleman on that. I look forward to that, too. They should all be reinstated. None of them should have been given anything less than an honorable discharge at all for this. And, and while I've still got time on the clock, I have to mention that the Secretary of Defense issued a statement on August 24th saying that the vaccines that were required and that would be administered would be the FDA-approved vaccines and not a single dose of FDA-approved vaccine, aka Comirnaty, in the case of Pfizer or Spikevax, in, in the case of Moderna. Not a single dose of that has been given to a single member of the military 
as the Secretary of Defense specified, and it was his only legal way to require the vaccine for members of military, was that it was FDA approved and that the doses that they would receive would be the FDA approved, legally distinct from the other vaccines that they were got, that they were received, and also labeled as such, labeled appropriately. None of those vaccines have been given, yet members, tens of thousands of members of the military have been kicked out for not taking that vaccine. Gentleman, yield? I would, I would yield to the gentleman from North Carolina. Is the gentleman suggesting that the military engaged in a bait and switch and substituted a different vaccine than that which was approved? I, I, I am absolutely saying that what the Secretary of Defense is doing right now is illegal. We know it. I, I would characterize it as a crime in progress. Would the gentleman yield? Uh, I'm going to yield to Mr. Tiffany, who's asked. Yeah, for I want to make sure this is, I'm clear on this. Are you saying they've received the experimental use vaccine? The emergency use authorization vaccine is all they've received. Not a single member of the military has received the FDA-approved version. Well, it's good you're dispelling this notion that's out there that they're getting the, um, the FDA-approved vaccine. There, there are two notions I want to dispel, and I would give the gentlelady time to respond to this. The, the notion that the vaccine stops the spread of COVID. Does, would the gentlelady like to clarify her comments on that? I, I, does the gentleman yield? I do. The, the point I'm making is that there's activity that we, that service members could engage in that we would not find to be egregious. For example, the other- Adultery. You adultery. Gave, gave I mean, I'm not in favor of it. I think it's right. a sin, but I don't think it's- it's, I, you know, reclaiming my time, and I and I think the general lady gave uh, valid examples, but the one that I don't, I you know, with all due respect, I don't think it's valid, is to uh, substantiate the disproven notion that the vaccine stops the spread of COVID, and that would be a reasonable uh, reason to give somebody a discharge that's less than honorable. And um, with that, I yield back. Well, the Wall Street Journal editorial board is talking about this Schumer Mansion yeah. bill, the one that they're they're calling the Inflation Reduction Act. But any a lot many of the experts that you talk to are saying it will do nothing but increase inflation. The Wharton School of Business said that this bill will increase America's inflation over the next two years. The Joint Committee on Taxation said most of these costs are going to be passed on to the families that make less than $400,000. Yeah, so it says the IRS is about to go beast mode. So what this bill funds and what it doesn't fund is, is an important topic that a lot of people on Capitol Hill are going to debate. But I think the, the one of the one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest problems we have is simply that uh, it seems like Joe Manchin's talking out both sides of his mouth right now. Uh, how this bill will affect the coal industry, and obviously he thinks he's going to get a pipeline out yeah. of it. So well, one of his I, biggest donors. Yeah. So the criticism here against Joe Manchin is not so much that he's voting for it, but why he's voting for it. And you know, is he showing himself to be just another swamp creature who paraded as a moderate for a year to to be the hero? Uh, we do have a quote here, I think. They're saying the, the IRS Journal. is yeah. getting tens of billions of dollars, yeah. which means we could expect more audits, and yeah. that's what the Wall Street Journal you is talking about. You mentioned. So there's more about the energy crisis there as well. Thought I'd just let that clip play into the other to get an idea of that. And now we're going to go over to the Australian senator. Alex Antic, I believe. Uh, that's what the video title says. Again, um, I'm not an expert on Australian politics, so I'm going to assume the video is correct. 
uh, and it's published on the 1st of August. And again, this looks like in a pretty official type place, but I wouldn't know what Australian parliaments and that sort of stuff looks like. History is replete with examples of emergency powers being granted during a crisis, whether real or imagined. From ancient Rome to the events prior to World War II, tyranny descends under the cloak of emergency and the promise of safety. Well, history is repeating itself all over the Western world. In Rome, dictators were given absolute power for six months to lead the Republic in times of war. This worked at first, but eventually led to certain dictator generals taking absolute control and rewriting Roman laws and the constitution to entrench their power. The convenience of centralised power, although arguably necessary in war times, eventually led to tyranny. As Australian historian, historian Dr Stephen Chavira noted, emergency is the language that you use when democracy is no longer working for you. Political power is rarely relinquished voluntarily once it's acquired. And it's often acquired by those who would seek to subvert the democratic process by exploiting or inventing a crisis. Freedom must always be safeguarded, and the apparent convenience of centralising power in the hands of a few must be resisted. There may be circumstances, such as wartime, in which emergency powers are necessary for a limited time, as the purpose of emergency powers is to suspend the regular democratic process so the nation can efficiently deal with the threat at hand. The COVID period has highlighted this so clearly. With two and a half years on, Australia is still in virtual states of emergency, and in many cases, the true democratic process is still suspended or partially suspended. Victoria and South Australia's Labor governments have permanently entrenched newfound emergency powers and have significantly expanded the scope of these powers, ready to be enacted when the next so-called emergency arrives. Now, magicians perform their tricks by using distractions. The same is true with the swathes of our political and bureaucratic classes. As the great Thomas Sowell wrote, if eternal vigilance is the price of freedom, incessant distractions are the way politicians take away our freedoms in order to enhance their power and longevity in office. Does COVID still look like an emergency? Oh, I hadn't heard that one before. That's a great one. Notice he's talking about centralisation power dangers as well. I hadn't heard that quote before. It's great. CDU. Would anyone still be afraid if not for the incessant propaganda of the corporate media cabal and our bureaucratic class? The greatest emergency I see is a lack of strength. And of course, the pattern continues with the lamentable World Health Organization declaring a monkeypox as a global health emergency, while the White House is now pivoting to the monkeypox emergency without even batting an eyelid. And coming up next is the so-called climate crisis. South Australia's parliament recently declared a climate emergency with no real evidence and their proposed solution is transforming the economy to net zero emissions. Quite a goal, but how exactly it will be achieved? Well, here's the spoiler alert. It'll involve more government control over your life, restricting your ability to run businesses how you want, restricting your ability to buy what you want, go where you Think he's a conspiracy theorist? Go ask the Dutch farmers. Along with soaring food, fuel and electricity prices. People do strange and terrible things when they're afraid. They behave emotionally and look for people to blame. Those who want rational debate and value freedom over the promise of safety are now labelled as threats to the public. We saw this with people who or conspiracy theorists. RNA injections. They were called anti-vaxxers, conspiracy theorists, just for wanting transparency and not wanting to be locked in their homes. I'm sure we'll see that with climate lockdowns too. Australians need to be aware 
that whether through apathy or by design, we are allowing our liberty to be sacrificed at the altar of safety. The weapon is fear. The remedy is the emergency declaration. As Edmund Burke said, no passion so effectively robs the mind of its powers of acting and reasoning as does fear. Aspiring tyrants know this well and will continue to exploit it. The game plan is to hold us in a perpetual state of emergency until absolute power is obtained. Don't sit by the sidelines and watch our freedom fade away. You better get involved before it's too late. Oh, that was a good one, wasn't it? I like that guy. Um, moving on now, let's go on to Forbes. This is from November the 10th, 2016. A little trip down memory lane, but um, this is what they've got planned. Welcome, literally, they say is what they've got planned. And you want to know what that guy was just talking about? You want to know what the Dutch farmers are encountering? It's this. Going back from the World Economic Forum now, it's Forbes. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Well, yeah. Welcome to the year 2030. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything you considered a product has now become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things became free, so it ended up not making sense for us to own much. First communication became digitalised and free to everyone. <laughs> as long as you said the right thing. Then, when clean energy became free, things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could all call a driverless vehicle or a flying car for longer journeys within minutes. We started transporting ourselves in a much more organised and coordinated way when public transport became easier, quicker and more convenient than the car. Now I can hardly believe that we accepted congestion and traffic jams, not to mention the air pollution from combustion engines. What were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, this is exactly uh, what the Dutch farmers uh, are finding. What a utopia they've got. I bet, I bet they had just absolute joy going up to Parliament. I bet they really enjoyed having to take time out of their lives to go and do that. You all know how politically active farmers are, right? <laughs> Dutch ones as well. I'm being facetious. Farmers are some of the most laid-back, hard-working people I've ever met in my life that want absolutely nothing to do with politics. That's why they're, by and large, quite decent people. <laughs> and the Dutch are just chilled, just totally chilled. So for Dutch farmers to kick off, yeah, I don't think... <laughs> what were we thinking? Yeah. Go and have a chat with the Dutch farmers, mate. But anyway, just wanted to give you an idea. That's what they're selling. Have you heard that song? This is what you want. This is what you get. This is what you want. This is what you get. Well, this is what we say. This is what you get. This is what we say. This is what you get. New York Post now. Um, so it's you're eating a horrifying amount of plastic and don't even know it. December the 8th, 2020. Uh, care about saving the plastic from carrying the saving the planet from a plastic a pollution there you go i said it then stop 
putting your money where your mouth is, literally, because environmentalists warn that humans may be consuming the equivalent of one credit card per week, or about five and a quarter grams of plastic. A new study by the World Wildlife Federation International illustrates just how much plastic we are ingesting in our lifetimes, according to the spread of plastic waste across the globe. Researchers say it is mainly creeping in via drinking water, but seafood has become a major source, as marine life inadvertently consumes bits of plastic that end up in our ocean. Anyway... You get the idea. You can read all the articles for yourself. You can go on there. And, of course, um, plastic has bisphenol A, which is, or a lot of plastics do, which is an endocrine, endocrine mimica, so cancer-causing and all that kind of stuff. Go and research that for yourself. So um, there's numerous studies that found, yeah, they found plastic and all sorts of stuff. And they found all the um, glyphosate and all that kind of stuff. This stuff is getting into our bodies, folks. More and more toxins and more and more the deaths keep going up and up and up. Anyway. Let's move on to the next one now. NATO chief warns Putin the whole alliance will react if he invades a NATO nation and, and says Ukraine war is the most dangerous situation in Europe since World War II. So again, not a fan of Putin, not defending his actions. But if you get all of his neighbours, including places that may have contentious property claims, because that whole area of Ukraine the Russians, but this isn't a modern thing, this is going back for like centuries, millennia even, you're going to have problems. And if those people though, go and join the NATO club, then NATO is going to inherit those problems and the bills and the death. So not a good strategic idea, you know. Hey, that area is an entire wasp nest. Oh, right, let's go and, um, let's go and, in Bring that wasp nest into our home again i'm using it as a situation kicking off i'm not looking to you know call the ukrainian people wasps or anything else negative i have great sympathy for them but you get where i'm going with that it just becomes a giant game of my mate will beat you up if you touch me i'm with this guy go get him get him he said something nasty about me he, he, he threw a punch get him get him he's my mate my mate's bigger than yours he'll come get you it's um a school playground with nukes. What could go wrong? Let's have a look down on the mail so we can play the game of comment section now. So uh, best rated up 331 down 109. So not as polarised as some of the uh, comments we've had on the thing before. Putin is running out of conscripts and conventional weapons. The Russian people need to deal with the Russian warmongering elite sitting in luxury in Moscow. Yeah. Uh, and also the Western people need to do the same with theirs. So um, it's not that it's not that I disagree with that statement. I think that there's just a little bit more to it than that. Anyway, worst rated now. Up 28, down 53. So, yeah, not pol not that polarised at all. NATO woo. I, I'm going to assume that's would. NATO would fall apart if they actually had to take on Russia. Um... Uh, I think the whole world would fall apart if we don't burn in nuclear fire first. But yeah, that includes NATO, so I wouldn't say it's factually incorrect. It's just left a few things out, in my opinion, there. And it is, of course, just my humble opinion. Daily Mail again. Russia plans to plant evidence blaming the West for Ukrainian prison camp rocket blast US officials here. Ah, and you know I was talking about the Rosetta Stone, the Google Translate. What does the media want you to see? Well, okay, 
it wants you to believe that Russia's going to plant evidence on a false flag, it looks like. So that probably means that the people that gave the story to the Daily Mail, i.e. Western intelligence, are probably the ones planning to do it in the future. That would be a complete and utter speculative guess, which would be a conspiracy theory, because I'm assuming that one, it's a conspiracy, and two, it has to be a theory, because nothing in the future can be fact until you're there. And even then, <laughs> there's many, many sides to facts, many, many sides to the truth. So again, Rosetta Stone there, that's my... I'm not going to read into it more on that, because... I'd, it, meaningless to me really um, I don't know anything about the situation I just know in general terms Rosetta Stone what does the, what is the main what is the picture the mainstream media is painting and you put it in one jigsaw piece at the time to see the picture that's unveiling and yeah that smells uh, that smells like a false flag coming up uh, going to be blaming on Russia more than anything else but let's go down to the comment section and play the same game we did a minute ago. Best rated. Up 256, down 93. So not exactly massively polarised. but fear. Now, why would Russia kill POWs that are probably giving them vital information? Ukraine killed those prisoners because they didn't want those soldiers giving Russia vital intelligence about Ukrainian plans and troop movements. Okie dokie. I don't know enough about its comment on that. Let's go on to worst rated. There are intercepted calls from Russia that's up 32, down 62. So it is quite close, this one. There are intercepted calls from Russian soldiers expressing disgust with the Russians who actually carried out the massacre. It was done to hide the fact that the captured Ukrainians had been tortured. Uh, again, I'm not a Russian fan here. So just because I believe that this could be the West. Yeah, again, this could be a real atrocity that Russia did commit. And the Guardian, like, right. You put that out there so when we do ours we can refer to this there's all sorts of sophisticated that's why it's called you know the intelligence services they're sophisticated things with uh, multiple fluid options okay we've got it's basically like a big poker game we've dealt this hand we play it this way you've got no control of the hand that comes your way but you do have a plan for how to play it once it comes your way that's how i think these things have run personally a lot of them so again uh, could Russia is Russia capable of committing more crimes absolutely is the West capable of committing false flags absolutely as for the actual incident described I know nothing about it and so I should keep my mouth shut on it because uh, I'd just be a moron then wouldn't I right next one here let's uh, just have a look at the time here is social media putting Gen Z on course for heart attacks and strokes <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because you know climate change is giving you strokes. Social media is giving you strokes. Was it types of food giving you strokes? Was it? I, you see, this is the madness. When I scroll through social media and I see an article that says, "Ah, oh, young people's tight skinny jeans and underwear could be restricting blood flow and giving them strokes," I can't remember now if that's the fate. Uh, the, 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 the situation from Western media, or whether it's an article from the Babylon Bee. Um, never any uh, talk about the fact, oh, it's only happening recently in the last 18 months. What else has been going out worldwide over the last 18 months? Anything? 
Can you put your finger on it? Any clues? Is social media putting Gen Z like, oh, yeah, I just don't even need it. Now, am I saying that social media is good for you? Um, no. Would someone be able to get worked up on social media? Absolutely. So has someone gone onto social media and got so pissed off it's caused them a heart attack? I've no doubt there are a few people like that. But I don't think that's... Uh, experts warn loneliness and social isolation raises risk by 30%. Well, it depends who you're living with. You know, there are some people that live with partners that uh, I bet you they're, um, they could they would love some loneliness and social isolation. <laughs> Reduce their risk. But of course that's, you know, everyone's different partners are different. And uh, I assign no gender there. Yeah. Just partners in general. Experts warned... In the, well, let's just scroll down to the comments because I've, I've, I've got a guess that this is going to... I think you know where it's going to go with this. Uh, the Daily Mail readers might not be perfect, but I think they might have seen through this one. I would love... It's always the Daily Mail. Is, I would love some left-wing publications to have the comment section as well, so I can get like a... You know, because I like to get news from across the political spectrum from all around the world and different sort of things. And I'd love a greater perspective, uh, greater perspective from the left, but they don't do their comment sections anymore. Right then. Best rated. Right. Up 413, down 11. So this is polarised. It's not like the ones before. Laugh out loud. Whatever else can they blame these sudden deaths on? Yeah. Bingo. Right. Let's go and have a look at the worst rated. Yeah. Up 14, down 76. I can't believe that the anti-vaxxers must sit trawling the papers looking for stories about heart conditions and then launch into their It's the Jabs routine. They are clearly far more sad and lonely than Gen Z. Sat in the basement everywhere in the yellow and brown stained wire fronts typing a load of drivel. Sad people, very sad. <laughs> First they ignore you, then they attack you, then they ridicule you. We're into the attack and ridicule phase. Or is the ridicule come before attack? I don't know. I'd love to go back and ask Andy. What a bloke he would have been great to. I was about to say, go down the pub with, but I don't know if he drinks. I don't drink, really. So, what what a good bloke. I'd love to have had a chat with him. Do you know what I mean? Run through this by him. What do you think of the podcast, mate? That's what I'd like. Yeah. Anyway, just one of the people I really admire throughout history. Um, Right. So, every time I read one of those things out, the up arrows get less and less and less. So... The people that still buy into this nonsense, or at least want to go out and talk about it on the Daily Mail, gets less and less and less. So reality is creeping in. And like I said, 14 to 76 and the other one was 400 and, you know, we're moving in the right direction. Next one. French MPs poised to approve 20 billion inflation relief package. Cost of living measures include pension rises, a cap on rent increases and civil service pay rise. Um, I'm all for pay rises to the working class, but worth mentioning that a lot of this problem was brought about by the printing of money inflation. So, you know, double-edged sword on that one. Moving on now. Or not, as the case may be. I didn't get to the Rishi Sunak story either. Anyway, to cut a long story short, he said um, some stuff that he said, oh, I wasn't for lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. I think, just go from memory. I'll try and read it out next week. Anyway, right, that's it. Um, thank you for listening to our 100th episode. I shall now 
just very, very briefly just read out this one. Scottish activist has her passport seized in Sri Lanka after wading into the political fallout from the country's economic crisis on social media. Just briefly, I think that's going to be um, an authoritarian regime in the making, that one. All right, then. Thanks for listening to the 100th episode. Um, yeah. That's that. Cheers. Bye-bye.